Honey, it's the 90s, remember? Microchips, microwaves, faxes, airphones. Wake up and smell the 90s. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nostalgia Avenue, the podcast where we take a nostalgic look back at the 90s and noughties. I'm your host Jamie and in this episode we're talking about some of those iconic toys that defined a generation and some of the Christmas crazes that came along with them. The 90s was a decade of scrunchies, grunge and of course the rise of the must-have toys that every kid was begging Santa for and let's start by talking about one of the most iconic toy lines of the time which was Beanie Babies and Beanie Babies go back much before the 90s but I do remember there being a clamour for those toys in one of the first crazes that I remember and quite possibly because I think my sister would have been wanting uh, certain Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies were a plush toy or creature each were having its own unique name and personality and they came with that little ear tag, the love heart with the TY initials on. They became a big sensation, captivating hearts and leading to a frenzy among collectors. Some of the rarest ones would sell for quite a lot of money. Parents were on a mission to find these limited edition Beanie Babies like the Princess Diana version. And of course, they might have thought that if they could be one of the first to get these limited edition runs, then in the future they would be a collector's item possibly maybe even a full collection might be worth a lot of money here's a quick lesson on this beanie craze a company called ty makes them when they're first released you can get them for about five to seven dollars once they retire the value goes up he's worth about four thousand dollars and if we're talking about iconic cuddly little toys then i suppose we can't go any further without mentioning the furby and the furby was released in 1998 It was no ordinary stuffed animal. It was equipped with advanced technology that allowed it to speak, blink its eyes, and even learn from interactions with its owner. This was one of those innovative toys of the 90s when technology started to be introduced a lot more and be a lot more accessible. So kids were captivated by the ways that these little furry, cuddly toys could come to life and interact with them. Parents were scrambling about trying to find them, creating one of the Christmas crazes of the 90s, trying to get their hands on one. They could also be a little bit eerie, and a little bit creepy at times. And I think it was thought that they could develop not only their own language that was preset, but also they could start to learn the language of the child whose toy it was, which was very interesting. But when you look at them, they're a little bit odd, the way they move. And I think also... They used to wake up in the middle of the night if you didn't turn them off or take the batteries out and uh, give people the frights in the middle of the night. What's that? It's my Another toy that again combined that element of technology and kids toy took the 90s by storm and that was of course the Tamagotchi. These pocket-sized digital pets were a sensation, allowing kids to take care of their virtual pets, feeding, cleaning and playing with them, all on a tiny LCD screen and by using just three buttons. Tamagotchis became so popular that schools started banning them because kids couldn't resist checking on their digital pets during class. And it's quite interesting to think back now because 
quite amazing how something so small uh, would have such a big impact on the daily lives of kids, really. I mean, if you had a Tamagotchi at the time, you were looking after it, you, you wanted to keep it keep it alive, you wanted to keep it healthy and happy and, and watch it grow through through the sort of the game. Uh, one of the sort of maybe first simulation type games I would have ever experienced. Uh, if you had to leave that at home and then go to school, you would be thinking about it all day, I mean, what sort of state would it be in when you got home? Another Christmas sensation that I do remember, although I didn't personally have one. A close friend of the family's daughter got one, and it was sort of... Everybody wanted to, to see it and play with it and, and have a go of it, and that was Tickle Me Elmo. That was one of those crazes that sold out within minutes of restocking. And despite parents willing to pay extortionate prices just to try and get their hands on one, they still would struggle. It was almost one of those that sold out before it was even released and then you would have to then start shopping around elsewhere and trying to pay extra so that you could just get one. I suppose we can touch on the gaming of the 90s although we will come back to that in its own episode as part of this series. So we're talking about Nintendo, the the Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Color, the different variations and some of the games that came along with that. Uh, the N64 as well that came out and the games along with that. I, my first memories would have been from the Super Nintendo and I have fond memories of, of playing the Aladdin game on that and, and that was one that my dad quite enjoyed playing and he would he would help me but then at the same time half an hour would pass and he was still playing it and then later of course the PlayStation was released. So we will come back to that in another episode of this series, Video Games of the 90s. Obviously we'll have to mention the action figures and some of them that were the must-have toys of the 90s and obviously Mighty Morphin Power Rangers coming out around that time. These Mighty Morphin heroes were not only dominating the TV screen but they were also big in the toy aisles especially when it came to Christmas and if you could collect all the different characters Obviously, you would have you would have had parents that were scrambling about and spending a hell of a lot of money, I would imagine, on them. But I do remember getting the Red Power Ranger was my favourite, and I remember getting the the dressing up outfit as well as the action figure. And I think my cousin got the White Power Ranger, and until he got the White Power Ranger, the Red Power Ranger was always my favourite. And when he got that, I was always a bit jealous, and we would like almost swap while we were playing with them, because obviously it was. It was the novelty of not having it and, and trading with your friend or your or your family members. And similarly, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Obviously, the film came out in the early 90s. There was TV series and cartoons that followed that, as well as some of the action figures and some of the toys that you could get at different points. They kind of flowed in and out of fashion throughout the sort of Christmases and the years of the 90s. In a half shell, now we've covered some of the crazes that I remember from the 90s let's not forget some of the more simple types of toys and some of the traditional toys like Skip It, Pogs, Super Soakers, the Bop It game and the other board games like Monopoly, Kaplunk and all that kind of stuff. They were classics that provided hours of outdoor entertainment during the summertime and speaking of outdoor enjoyment one of the big things I remember from my childhood and uh, a 
Christmas in the 90s was getting my BMX bike. I'd wanted a BMX bike for a long time. I'd had other sort of hand-me-down kind of bikes from older family members, my cousins and that kind of thing. I really wanted a BMX bike and I wanted a new one and it had to have stump pegs on it and all this kind of stuff. I think a friend of mine also at the same time was going to get one and, and we had sort of ideas that we would be riding around the local streets up to the park and back and we'd be creating our own little ramps in the garden out of old bits of wood that my dad had left lying about in the garden and things that like that and um, I think we had sort of aspirations of being the the sort of next Matt Hoffman as, as we were playing them games and, and watching them kind of sort of skate videos and BMX videos at the time were also sort of very popular and the magazines you could get so I had a shiny silver almost all chrome Apollo BMX with the stump pegs on for one Christmas and I actually found from my parents a, a an old photograph of, of me stood proudly in the dining room next to my uh, new BMX one Christmas so that might find its way onto social media at some point after this episode is released and like I say we would we would raid our dad's our parents toolboxes we'd get the nails and the hammer out and find some old scraps of wood in the garden and we'd try and nail it together and and smash our fingers with the hammer and uh, once we'd made it we'd, we'd set it all up and we'd go to do our sort of BMX stunts and our jumps and invariably as soon as we as soon as we attempted to ride over the the newly made ramp with our new BMXs the the ramp would sort of collapse and fall to pieces and we'd just end up riding over a flat piece of wood but one of the big memories from my childhood in the 90s was was a BMX and that covers this short episode and a short walk down memory lane another episode of Nostalgia Avenue, this one solely focused on the 90s and the toys and Christmas crazes of the 90s, from my memory at least. Thank you for listening, I hope you enjoyed reminiscing about some of these toys and Christmas crazes of the 90s, and I'll catch up with you on another episode taking a nostalgic look back at the 90s and noughties. Thanks for listening, bye.